2: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's
0: the recap of MTV. Your hosts, Ali and Brian T. They're the drunk aunt of R.A.T.V. If you like this song, then don't
5: add
6: me. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Challenge Rider Dizer Wrap Up Podcast for episode 14. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, is my co host, Alasha Ali. are you?
5: If the episodes are going to hit this hard, I'm fine with there being 25,000 of them. <laughs>
6: I think it actually might be 30,000 because you forgot about the other Redemption House where all the actual teams have been eliminated because you really ride or die by your favorite ride or die. So as long as that ride or die is still in, you're still in. And then it's a series of 12 competitions. Each one has a winner. And then only one after 11 competitions did that team actually go home. So we got a while to go.
5: I'm unwilling to participate <laughs> in mocking this season because I'm sorry, but I said that last week was the best episode of the season. And this week came just as hard. Like, you, were you not entertained? Are you not entertained, audience?
6: I mean, I was entertained. I was surprised you were entertained because this was obviously a very heavy like competition focused week. And I felt like you don't normally like you don't normally like that. I
5: I was listening to Rourke was a guest on her old Patreon uh, podcast this week and they were discussing a technique where if a guy says something insane you just say nothing back (laughs) and see if he corrects the issue himself (laughs) but but then I learned you have an incredible willingness to just (laughs) leave dead air
6: (laughs) I was was ready to start the whole thing over wait (laughs) I, I stand by what I said. This was like a very challengey, heavy focus week. No,
5: so I don't have. I'm, I'm I'm confused by your premise that I don't like competition. I don't like rep- repetitive heats or challenges that actually don't involve anything really and are just like big monster trucks that come in. Like if there's interest or excitement, like I actually, you know, spoiler alert on the daily. I, I actually found that to be one of the more exciting dailies that we've had in a while. Like I feel like. They don't really put people up as frequently and have them like walk a plank. Felt a little bit of a return to like an old school mm-hmm. kind of vibe, and then this elimination was incredible. Like, I don't know where I'm getting the reputation that I don't like good competitions. I don't like long bad competitions.
6: I guess so. I mean, just it was a lot because we obviously had the daily, which I I agree with you. The daily was really good. I really liked the Jordan Horassio elimination. That was, that was top notch. It was just it was just another elimination with another one on tap so it just felt very heavy in competitions i just all right if maybe i've picked up a read that has been wrong that i thought you would not like that so here we go eight years in nine years in and i'm learning more about you it's
5: great well yeah no i mean um we we cover a show called the challenge i I enjoy i enjoy exciting competition like that's what was so exciting about last week too you know Mm -hmm. like and, and and even you know jumping ahead way ahead even the fact that the three teams are competing against each other and we can discuss like how that should work. That was an exciting challenge too. Maybe a little drawn out if I'm going to be nitpicky and I, I get where you're coming from. Like I'll mm-hmm. nitpick like the length of the challenge. If it's boring, they drew out one minute. Like nobody's ever drawn yeah, out a minute incredible. in their life.
6: <laughs> yeah. it was like, it reminded me, this is like a real niche uh, throwback, but do you remember the Disney channel? Like what was it called? <laughs> Double trouble? I think it was the two twin girls who play basketball. Um, I think it's based on a true story, but whatever. The final scene, she's like dribbling. It's supposed to be like 10 seconds left. <laughs> I swear they do a slow bowl for dribbling for like two minutes. And it's supposed to be like 10 seconds on the clock where they show with like 10 dribble, 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 nine dribble, 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 eight it is so drawn out. And that's how this elimination felt. Because literally, I think Fessy and, and Mariah did it in the, like the struggle, maybe for 10 seconds, did it for a minute, but it was like an eight minute long segment.
5: Are, are you going to do, I learned this TikTok trend from you The like these two clips have the same energy. I might.
6: I, yeah, I did that one. I did that one before with this exact illumination. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other one, but yes, the illumination that happened this week.
5: Um, and then I, big news. I made my first TikTok this, this week, but I made it private. I just wanted to send it to the person it was about, but I also send it to you.
6: Incredible. It we is.
5: Here's a hot take. It's, I'm not going to say it's not hard to make a TikTok because I couldn't do. I literally took a screenshot from Google Images mm-hmm. and put a noise behind it with text. Like I didn't do anything crazy, but it is more intuitive than I had originally thought. I feel like TikTok feels like a really high barrier to entry, right? And it's there are there are some high hard.
6: performers, right? It, like you don't see it like on Instagram. You can't see the level of like filtering and stuff that goes into it, but you can see the level of like editing and clipping and doing all that stuff on uh, on TikTok.
5: But if you want to do very rudimentary stuff like my skill set, it took me 15 seconds. That's to where I'm it. at. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I
6: learned in my last one how to like make comments fade in and out. And I felt like I was like, you know, Martin Scorsese over here. So.
5: <laughs> well, to me, you are. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, it is funny how this episode started out because when Casey was like, now that my brother's out of the game, I literally was like, well, here's something. Uh, behind the scenes we're recording this right after the episode on Wednesday mm-hmm. so I was going to like start watching it and I really didn't know if it started at eight or if it started at nine so 8 30 I split the difference <laughs> and went to check and so when I started this and she said that I was like oh I'm watching an old episode it must <laughs> right. have started yet because like when did Kenny go home
6: so I had the same thought I'm like oh maybe it's a repeat I don't know what's <laughs> going on here I'm like did it not? I'm like did I make up that we had someone else go home last week at the been out no, they just you know bringing bringing Kenny back into it
5: now that we see how the teams like played out, you know it was a few weeks ago that we talked about they made a, a much ado about what we thought might be nothing with Mariah's team being so terrible and Fessy's team being so dominant. Yep. When you look at how the chips fell with Horacio, Devin, Nani, Amber, and Jordan being the last remaining team members and Horacio and Jordan going head-to-head later this episode, it did end up sort of working out that way.
6: It did, yeah. I don't think that was a surprise to to see them. I was expecting if it was going to flip, it would have flipped at the final, not necessarily throughout all these dailies, but it really wasn't as much of a, even in the dailies, as much of a bloodbath as we kind of thought. Like The first one was, because that was like a very physical head-to-head thing and they just got smoked, but everyone else was pretty close, like even here in this, I mean, this was just based off the fastest pair, but, um, like, I think if this was a team one, Devin's team probably would have won because Chauncey quit. So uh, it, it wasn't as much of like a, a slaughtering during some of these dailies as we might've thought.
5: No. And even last week it was, you know, one leg of a challenge versus, right. you know, their worst leg of a challenge. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so Olivia gets birthday roses from Horacio. And we really, in the first few episodes, it was all about how everyone loves Horacio. Horacio has been a little dormant the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. And this episode, when we got a huge spike and everyone talking about how great Horacio was before he ends up going in against Jordan, I thought he was going to lose. Then I see him going in against Jordan. And I was like, Oh, okay. This was Horacio's farewell. But no, apparently this was just sort of the resurgence of Horacio in our lives.
6: Yeah. And it is great to see Horacio get a love from a lot of people. And the one person though, that I'm still very confused by is Olivia because no one has tried to make a thing more of a thing than Olivia with Horacio struggling under pressure. He could be doing anything. And there's a random clip. It might be the same confessional every single time. I'm not sure because they don't always show it. It's just like the voiceover, but it's always her saying, Yeah, Horacio, we all know really struggles under pressure. And I, again, I just don't ever see that. Like the one time was just when he fought, had like a blow up, a I mini mean, blow up with her. but That was it. Every other time she just harps
5: on this. And it's very bizarre. I am so glad you said that because I feel the same way. Like I am so sick of rolling that clip about how he's not good under pressure when like he's won elimination. Every elimination you've been in, he's won with you. Mm -hmm. And now he's just crushed us on his own. Like I'm tired of hearing that from her. It's like not a good look.
6: If anything, I would almost say he's great under pressure. I (laughs) think I'm now ready to flip it. I think Horacio is a plus under pressure.
5: Yeah, I'm with you. I co signed that. That's the new like slogan. I'll make that my Twitter bio. Right. Horacio (laughs) is excellent under pressure.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Top line of the resume. Green under pressure.
5: <laughs> um, do you like? I don't know if we've really talked about this. I feel like when we got introduced to Horacio and Olivia, there was like a little bit of like a maybe once they vibed and Olivia wasn't into it. I forget why I think that. Like, are, are we detecting a vibe here? Or are the red roses just like messing with my head? I
6: think it's messing with your head because I, I don't. I don't feel any romantic bond between them. I, I, it does feel very platonic, friends. Um, almost like brother-sistery even uh, on that vibe. I, I don't pick that at uh, any great chemistry. They have good chemistry, they have friend chemistry, but not like, oh, they're going to run off and get married. Chauncey and Amber level chemistry.
5: Chauncey and Amber chemistry. Um chemistry. We did get a five-star review this week from somebody who called themselves a part of the, like, Amber hi- hive or something. Yeah, that worried I me.
6: I don't want any hive coming at me. I, that feels troublesome. I don't no, know. it was positive. I'm, I know, I know it's positive now, but the hive, like, a hive could flip. Like it on you. I like, did I have I the same
5: the same reaction of like, uh-oh. <laughs> that yeah. was nice. You're on our side for now. Right. Um, I really don't want to use the phrase Darty, but I can't help but use the phrase Darty. But just know, I regret using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a nice transition with Colby, maybe, into a daytime event. But all we really get out of this is more Jordan, Anissa, Tori talk. Um, you know, it's really going to sort of play out, but then not play out this whole episode. I think I'm sort of surprised the last few episodes that Anissa hasn't really played a key role. Mm-hmm. Should it needs to be doing more here to sort of uh, repair or mitigate the damage between the relationship between Jordan and Tori?
6: I mean, I think she would if she was as close to Jordan as the show wants her like if she and Jordan were ride or dies like a bananas Nani level ride or die and like they were one of the bananas or Nani were dealing with one of their other exes like they would be doing more but Anissa is still very much just team Tori that she's going to side with him she's going she's gonna to side with her she's going to hear her out she's always going to be there for her especially now that Anissa's not even with well now at the moment with Jordan as a partner so all she's going to do is just be there for Tori as a friend
5: that's true i also kind of think like anisa has to see it i think everyone really has to see it how we talked about last week like i just don't see a world where jordan puts tori in i know jordan effed her over last week and like blamed her for what was his move and there was ego involved and there was feelings involved but i'm willing to eat crow on this like i just don't see a world that jordan says her name
6: no and he even said it when when she asked her when she asked him, he was like, straight up, 100% no, never, n- not a chance in the world, zero. And I and I 100% believe him. I, it, it, it was just, there was just, there's just no way. He may do things that, like what he's already done that cause her to go in or indirectly cause her to go in, which you could argue is almost a little worse. But in terms of just saying her name straight up, like I, that would be mind-blowingly uh, surprising.
5: No, and I feel like everyone has to just be ignoring it when Tori's like, well, if I, you know, if we lose, like, there's a good chance Jordan would say my name, and he's just like, no. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, did you talk to him? And I'm like, no, but like, I didn't need to talk to him. Like they're just, we're watching the show. We don't even know Jordan and we know this up to be a hundred percent. Yeah,
6: Horacio too. Jordan's like, oh, I feel like Tori's going to say my name. Horacio's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she, no, she's not, shut up.
5: Which, okay. Did that hurt your ep- enjoyment of the episode? Because like at no point during this episode did I think there was a world Tori was going to say Jordan's name. And that's like 50% of the plot line of the episode.
6: Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think it would, but I almost... It didn't matter for me because it just felt like it was gonna be Jordan Horacio no matter what, because if this was a Devin elimination episode, we there would have been a huge Devin spike. There was, I was in my head, I was like, There's no way Devin's being eliminated with having such a mild week or even last couple weeks. So I was like whether or not Jordan or Horacio is the main vote, I'm like ninety-five percent convinced the other one's gonna be pulling the or not pulling the safe dagger anyway. So this is kind of all moot.
5: Right. I mean, particularly when we get the scene of like Jordan and Horacio that you just referenced before, like talking about it and like talking about how much admiration they have for each other and the friendship they've built and whatever. Um, but like MTV really will like do crazy things. <laughs> like Nani and Amber mm-hmm. last week, you know? So like, I-, I don't know why it doesn't ruin my enjoyment of the show to feel like the ending is like so clear, clearly spelled out. Because even this, I guess, like I really thought Horacio was going to go home and maybe it's because Jordan ends up coming right back that it doesn't real. it's like neither of their real exit episodes so they can kind of do whatever with the right. edit but I was like again it didn't feel like an hour and a half it felt like you know 85 minutes
0: which
6: which I mean it kind of was right because by the time that we got to the elimination we were it was only like an hour like this could have been an hour episode without like if without the uh, uh, rider dies coming back and like this would just would have been a shortened week like that, that could have easily been the the situation.
5: But I loved it. Uh, but let's yeah, I mean,
6: look, <laughs> the fact that it ended with Jordan and Horacio going up uh, up against each other in this elimination also made it more bearable because it was like, all right, I don't care if I if it made sense, it would happen this way. We got this great elimination matchup, so I'm totally good with it.
5: Let's do talk about the nightly this week. Um, I thought this was legitimately very scary, and I think we mm-hmm. haven't had a challenge. I said this earlier, but we haven't really had a challenge that has I think read as as scary on tv as this like i am afraid of height so maybe i'm biased but like i was very afraid watching this challenge
6: great challenge my question is if they are going back to the rider die pairs why can't we just wait a week to do this when this is strictly like a pair winning thing and i feel like it would play a lot more in the rider die pairs to see how they work together like all right you're back together this is your first big week and here you go cross across like a 20 story tower where you might fall to your death. Like that feels like the vibe. This feels wasted here to do this in the teams.
5: I agree because I think what you're getting at is the same thing that I had the biggest problem with is like, if only one team needs to win and there's no penalty, then it should just be a team chat, like a pair challenge. I think at the time that Chauncey DQs and it doesn't matter for his team that undermines this entire challenge so whether it's solved by waiting a week which i totally think would be fine and would make a lot of sense or i think it would be cool if your top team time is the only one that counts but you get some penalty for every person who dqs or takes Mm -hmm. longer than 10 minutes i was a little disappointed to see nobody go over the time limit like after they told us that that's what would happen right
6: and I also think for this one, going twice is a huge advantage. The first, Because first of all, you squelch all your fears and stuff. Once you do something, you can do it again. And you already know the course, so you kind of, like, can navigate it much quicker. So the fact that Fessel, it's not surprisingly really to me that Fessel's second time was the best time overall because he had all those
5: factors going for him. Well, especially when he starts out. Like, Tori is essentially, like, manhandling him through the course. And yep. Fessel's, like, shaking. So you know, it's not like he had like a, like Nani had a great performance both times. Okay. You know, Fessel like improved by 50% the, the next time.
6: Yep. Absolutely.
5: Um, here's a couple of ways. I think maybe it could have been improved. Um, a penalty for Chauncey or for anyone who DQs. Should the pairs have been randomized?
6: Um, are, we sure, are we sure they weren't? Did they get the pick?
5: I mean, Nani got to pick that she went twice. I don't know, and Fessel seemingly got to pick that he went twice. It felt if I'm gonna lean into this, it felt like Chauncey and Anissa were set up to DQ. Um, you know, if, if Chauncey gets randomized and ends up with Casey or Tori, mm-hmm. uh, is that a bigger hit to the team that he doesn't go? Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Anissa, but that felt intentional.
6: Yeah, uh, it's fair. Yeah, because they were kind of encouraging to do it. I think just like encouraging to do it, but they certainly weren't too upset that like, oh, no, this is this is happening right now. How, How can we recover from this?
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? It's a big week when R.H.A.P. is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we previewed the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello. All right here on R.H.A.P. We know reality TV.
5: And then I really you've talked about this before. I really want to see how the order is determined. Give me one voiceover of right. him saying like the winning team set the order or the order has been randomly determined or like, because to me, I was like, Oh, Fessel and Tori are going out as like, they're going first and they're like a really good shot to win for their team. And then it turns out, no, it's like, they're going to go first and quote unquote set, set the tone. And it seemingly, it seemed like, casey and fessel were intentionally last as like their best pair right i would have liked to see like the rationale there just in one sentence
6: absolutely or even just just if if there's no rationale just yeah you say, just have the voiceover being like the order was randomly determined okay good to know
5: um but i think that's it for the challenge like it was pretty quick i was i was very conscious of the pacing i think because we were watching live tonight that it was like Wow! No time has passed in this episode. Like by the time we get to the zone, we have almost half the episode left. So I was like, yeah. "What's going on here?" It was exciting. Yeah.
6: No, they they uh, they zoomed past this uh, the daily. They didn't even say who for a second. They just said like they were the best team. I don't think they even said who was even close to them.
5: Well, because there's probably Fessel and Tori also. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a couple questions about the whole interrogation into the into the vote. Is like the big headline here is Tory is going to be the swing vote. And if Tory like gives the go ahead, they'll vote Jordan, sort of. How I, I don't understand how the votes were going to fall such that Tory was the swing because by my count, and I'm no mathematician, Horacio was going in regardless.
6: So I think the swing, and I- I- this is just a guess, is the fact if it was going to be close, Olivia would not vote Devin. I, you would think she would have voted for um, Jordan to save Horacio. So if she doesn't burn her vote, then it could be 3-3 without Tori's vote.
5: But Bananas is... And, like, this seemed to be like producer Bananas because Bananas seems to be riling up the troops and riling up Tory to be voting for Jordan and to be making the case for Jordan to go in. But then... Um, if Olivia and him voted, Horacio would have been saved.
6: I don't think Bananas was necessarily, I think he was fine with Horacio going in. I don't think he was riling it up to get, I think more is Fessel. Fessel definitely was. Um, I, I think Bananas was fine with Horacio going in.
5: Yeah, I, I think in the interrogation, I read Bananas as more like trying to stir the pot and like make the case for Jordan. Um, Yes, yeah, I mean, he I, yeah. directly asked Jordan, like Tori, like, is there a world you would vote for him? Right. Um, yeah, that to me, but, me
6: more felt like the producer bananas than player bananas.
5: Yeah. So I also thought it was really Bush League that Olivia burns her vote here. Like, what, what's really, you're not making an enemy out of Jordan. I, I just don't mm-hmm. make it so it's one vote. And then I know, I know the votes are always like locked and she made that decision probably knowing. And if it, you're right, if it was close, she wouldn't have burned it. But like, don't burn it. I'm
6: like Leroy, like no burn votes. Yeah, with no no like no blowback. Horacio wasn't upset. There was no talk of it. There was no even mention of it. Just oh, Olivia voted for Devin. Just the throwaway.
5: Um, I Do liked what, go ahead.
6: I was gonna say the one thing in the interrogation is bananas starts it off by saying, like, we're gonna keep jo- uh Devin out of it. And then his reasoning was just because bananas uh, but Jordan and Horacio are much stronger competitors and want to get one of them out. I was expecting it to be oh, he helped us win. Let's throw him a bone. I was surprised that wasn't mentioned. From like the previous week.
5: Yeah, I mean, the only rationale that made sense to me was like Fessel. He just like played his cards. Everyone else I thought was like not really making the arguments I would have expected them to make.
6: Yeah, not really. Yeah, there was uh, not a lot of throwing people under the us by the guys they were kind of more straight up
5: how much do you think in this game I was thinking of this when um, I forget now It like it does oh like with Olivia and Jordan like I know that Fessel gives like it back to Jordan but I almost feel like everyone has to vote for so many people this season and like you're voting as a team so it's like not one individual person who's going to be in power and making the decision I must like like the seven person team decision makes it such that you're not going to get many revenge votes coming back at you does that make sense like it almost seems surprising mm-hmm. that anyone is even burning their vote because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like petty like you said bus throwing going on
6: yeah I think it just you have to be like the outlier of the vote to get the blowback and for Fessel the Jordan like that was like the outlier where Jordan like make a big stink about going against Tory and going against Fessel's words like that was like an easy one to like uh remember but like a lot of the other votes could just kind of slip under the radar
5: um what is not slipping under the radar is the tension between Jordan and Tori and obviously that's been going on all season but we talked about the public fight I think last week where Devin's face is like the face of the audience but Mm -hmm. this one even for me and I'm a messy bitch who loves drama (laughs) even for me this was painful to watch
6: yeah, we we all got a refund. We got off the ride. We got the kids <laughs> in the car. We turned around and went home, but we're still we're still here. Uh yeah, Lisa, we all had to suffer through it with a Lisa. Another Tori uh, Tory and Jordan fight. And again, like I can understand being sick of it. I can understand the audience being sick of it. I don't think any of this is like them playing it up. I just think this is like the most awkward, painful situation for them both. Like you could even help Anatas try to like Talk to Tori afterwards, being like, "I think it'll be so much better for you that a Jordan's theoretically gone, like that you just don't have to deal with that anymore." And they, I they, it's so truly like, for them, like this is they're just forced every week to go. One of them is going to be on the other side of the interrogation room, so it's it's brutal. Like, there's no escape. It, it's you know, it's it's a horrible situation for them both.
5: Yeah, I agree that they're not playing this up. Like this is we're seeing in real time why their relationship failed, right? Like this is mm-hmm. a complete breakdown in communication and. We're it's we are seeing an we're in an incredible seat of like we see the conflict and then we get to see both of them in confessionals explain their position. And obviously it's not in real time, but like. Yeah, like they're both speaking from pain, not from logic, and like Mm -hmm. they both have valid points and really it's like they could just be like. I'm really hurt by you for a lot of things and I'm not acting perfectly as a result. <laughs> and like, that's really yeah. all it is. And it's very hard to play a game when you are both being irrational and it's totally understandable why you'd be irrational.
6: Yeah, And everyone else is kind of like the carnage around it. Lisa worried about Tori's head in the game. I think this was Jordan's probably worst performance season that he's ever had. Um, so they're both kind of feeling the heat.
5: And like, Jordan definitely like, you know, he, he got thrown for a curveball. He thought he was coming in with Naya that got switched around last minute. Like, not that this is Anissa's fault. And I think actually it would have been a way worse season for him if he came in with Naya. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he chose to make the mess with the but like, right. I think the Naya Tori dynamic might've been worse.
6: Yeah. Having Anissa attached to Jordan as much as painful as this was that helped soften the landing as much as possible and it still was you know crash landing
5: I did love Devin's line of like you're asking me to pick between a professional soccer player and a triathlete with a bad attitude
6: <laughs> very funny but also kind of weird because I think they asked them, like who you would pick to save like what are they talking about there's no saving there's no like we're, yeah, we're, we're a, the end game like what are we talking about
5: I mean best case scenario they meant like if you were us who would you save but that's not so. what they meant that no. was a botch.
6: yeah it was like oh who would you say with the glagger?" like what are you talking about is this um
5: i here's who do you think from like a a strategy perspective either as a team or if you're the men or you're the women who's the right vote in for the like direct vote
4: so
6: i think if if you're thinking you're with this team i do think getting jordan out to help tory is huge cuz i think you're going to need Tori at her A game to like win a final with you. So getting theoretically getting Jordan out would immensely help her kind of relevel herself and get more focus. And I would think you would think Jordan would be better than Horacio, but the fact that Jordan is so messed up with the Tori situation, clearly as you can see here, Horacio does seem like the stronger competitor because of how uh, emotionally distraught Jordan is. So, I, there's definitely very clearly a good case to be made I think for both sides so I, I think going after Horacio makes sense but I think you, you could make it very good argument to try to get Jordan out
5: not seeing you know how it ended up shaking out and just like my own bias and like Fessi says it perfectly at the challenge like okay I see you now so like maybe I was underestimating Horacio in my thought process but without the benefit of hindsight I would say Jordan has like a maybe less than 5% chance to beat Jordan at any given elimination would be my assessment. And I'm happy to get tweets that I'm wrong. It's whatever. Um, Horacio has better odds than that, but not much better odds than that.
6: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah. That's fair. No, I was going to say that's fair.
5: I would say Devin has more than 5% chance of beating Horacio you know, maybe for them, what would you put it at? Like
6: 70-30? Uh, I mean, I would think going in, but I, probably even less. I think anything physical, Horacio probably wipes the floor with Devin.
5: But like, so, you know, whatever. That's what I would like cap it at before I saw Horacio perform here. But like anything we've seen that required help, like, you know, Devin probably has like the help of Bananas and Tori, mm-hmm. whatever. So like, I would probably think that Horacio is the right vote here. If your goal is to get rid of one of Horacio or Jordan, I would think if you put Jordan as the direct vote, he's not going to, he is very, very unlikely to go home against Devin. And so you put Horacio in because at least like you have a better shot at one of the better people going out and best case scenario, you get Jordan and Horacio. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I didn't really get like the the big agenda about this episode. Cause one, I didn't think, Jordan had the votes to go in anyway. And two, I thought just like strategically without Jordan and Tori's drama that Horatio was the right decision.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: But yeah, I think no one all- was like laying that out. So maybe, and, mm-hmm. and I'm probably underestimating everyone. <laughs> I'm somehow underestimating all three of them.
6: Yeah, I know. But I think the the, the biggest point is the votes just weren't there for, for Jordan to go in. Like they just weren't.
5: One thing that's interesting too is like the women really should be wanting Jordan to stay and Devin to go home with an eye on the final. And we did get a question from someone uh, who is going by play by year, plays by year about like, there should have been no one on the show has talked about the possibility of returning to ride or die pairs for the final yet. Something I think pretty obvious has to happen. Do you and uncle BC think production is editing this out or the challenge is really that stupid? I think every year we speculate like that there's going to be a final shift in the format. And we never get the contestants talking about it. But like I'm surprised the women are still locked into the teams and not like, you know, besides Tori, I guess like so people should be advocating for Devin to be going in if you're a woman.
6: Right. I think we if I I think bananas talked about in the beginning of this week of like where TJ's kind of talking about like, he might show up any time. We gotta be prepared for everything. So I, I think there has been sex speculation about getting back together with your pair or or something like that. So I, I, I would give the this group more credit that they were preparing for some level of next level game flip. I don't think they were locked into thinking the teams were 100% going to the end. I think they were prepared for a variety of different twists and turns that this may go on.
5: I 100% believe that they're talking about this every season and we just never see it. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Mm -hmm. I would like the fourth wall to be broken on it. Um, It's part of the game. It should be considered. Um, I don't think the contestants imagined that the ride or dies would be coming back. So I think that's, I'm just making it yep. up. I have no yeah. basis to think that, but like, you know, that definitely like prevents you from maybe thinking that it's a straight up ride or die reunion. Um, but again, yeah, I think like, I'm surprised we don't see more of like the opposite gender team members, like trying to vote in, Stronger people. It's more of like a survivor pre-merge versus post-merge of like, you want to strengthen the team, your tribe early on, but you don't want to compete against them later. And like mm-hmm. for in a men's elimination day, the men's interests are aligned and I want to weaken the other team and I want to weaken my comp. Well, I guess, no, they're not. Ignore what I just said. I wish I could edit this out. I wish it was NGOG. I guess maybe is it just that Bananas is not intimidated by anyone in the final?
6: Yeah, I I don't think so, as you really shouldn't. Oh, wait, wait,
5: I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Honestly, I hate when we do this right after the episode, even though it's my fault that we're doing it. Sorry, I meant what I said. Their interests are aligned. Keep the weaker person out of elimination. Weaken the other person's team and keep the weaker person, in this case, Devin, in the final. The women should really be advocating like the opposite, except that they don't want to lose next week. But as it dwindles, you have to imagine they can't keep going with these teams longer. So all of this is to annoyingly say plays by year. I agree. I think we should be hearing more about the conversations that are undoubtedly happening yes. about projecting teams for the final with that. I will take my headphones off and just sit here and silence the rest of the <laughs> show.
6: Well, but I would love it because I would love to hear what they're speculating. Maybe they even have some good ideas about what should happen down the road or what they can do. So um, there's no reason not to include what the contestants think are, are going to happen i wish they were included
5: we agree i think yes. <laughs> i don't know what i said i agree with what you said i'm not sure that i could say you agree with i said because i don't even know what the hell i, just <laughs> no,
6: I think what you were saying was the men should look <sighs> should want to get rid of like those stronger men or the weaker women and like the women would want to do the opposite like, they'd be paired with the stronger person for the final and not have to go against stronger people in the final something like that
5: Let's get to the zone. Okay. Great elimination. Classic fun elimination for the zone.
6: Yes. Great one. Balls in. Uh, I think this was the one where Carmere broke her wrist back in like free agent, or she had to do it with like a broken wrist, uh, but a lot of good memories with this one. And it's up to have to be another good one. Jordan, uh is the main vote. Evan walks up confidently and pulls the safe dagger. Another weird voiceover dropped in here. TJ <laughs> being like, if you touch it, it's yours. I don't know. I thought is that like checkoffs? You touched it? I don't know what's coming down the road. But Devin walks up, super confident, pulls a safe dagger, and Jordan uh, goes right in.
5: Yeah, I mean, can I ask a question? Because you, you know, I'm a sports fan, but not mm-hmm. in this way. Is pay per view still happening? Because we get two pay per view references about this fight.
6: It is still happening. Pay per view okay. still happening. All right, I, you know, I think I think even if it died, it's like it's still a thing. I think, even you know, pay-per-view is just, you know, the blockbuster of it all. Is blockbuster still a thing? No, but, you know, still called blockbuster.
5: Who's referencing blockbuster?
6: I don't know. People still (laughs) reference
5: blockbuster. (laughs) Pay-per-view is going to be like the tilting laugh cry emoji of our generation. You know, like the next generation is going to come and tell us it's not cool.
6: I I mean, I think you're probably right. But, I mean, pay-per-views, it's not. It still has the cachet, I think. It's still cool to say. It still has cachet. I mean, I mean everything's pay-per-views everything's streaming we're all pay-per-view.
5: i never understood pay-per-view like do you go to the channel and you just like hit okay and it adds it to your cable bill or do you mm-hmm. have to like beep boop beep and give your credit card information
6: either or it's a great technology you can do the people beep <laughs> boop or the uh the boop
5: <laughs> great technology okay so it's like when i purchase a movie on youtube
6: right exactly <laughs> that's pay-per-view Theoretically, just go to the movies pay-per-view also. You're paying per your view.
5: Um, not much to say about the votes here for Balls In. I do want to say that Casey has my favorite justification for putting everyone in. Everyone's giving these like stupid little, like, I have to I'm sorry, I have to do this. I'm not going to vote for my ride-or-die. Jordan, you owe me. You mm-hmm. said you were going to vote for me, blah-blah. Casey, I'm going to do what's best for me. I vote Horatio. <laughs> like. Good for Casey. What an insane explanation. Like, yeah, everyone is trying to make up an excuse to not say, I'm doing right. what's best for me.
6: Sometimes you do see like the, the remnants of like the big brother world come out. Like, that feels like you're giving your eight speech. I got to do what's best for my game. It's nothing personal. You're on the block. Like, you just see that sometimes seeping through. And it's, you know, it's nice to see.
5: I felt that so heavy when Fessel, uh, Casey, and Anissa are down there thinking they're about to get eliminated and Fessel and Casey are just stone, like, very expected and expected, like, of course this would happen, sure, and Anissa's, like, moving her head around, looking down, being like, it was a good season, like, Casey and Fessel are prepared for anything.
6: Yeah, Anissa Anissa was jumping up and down. Big, big smile on Anissa's face.
5: Well, after the reveal. Yeah, after. Uh, But as you said, Devin pulls the safe dagger. Um, Jordan very sinister very scary and he's like i when i go into a physical elimination like this like i bring it to them like i want them to feel everything mm-hmm. early Like, what does it even mean <laughs> it's
6: very dexter. It yeah. dexter
5: yeah i'm gonna dismember him <laughs> finger by finger like this is terrifying
6: yeah and uh didn't really back it up because um Horacio took it to him He did great
5: i do really think that you know I agree with Jordan that the better man won today, but this was a performance that was very unlike Jordan. What was very interesting to watch about it was like Horacio out Jordan, Jordan, and that Jordan is known for working smarter, not harder. I mean, he works really hard, but like, especially with his hand, but just generally he is like known for like out Foxing the other contestant. Mm -hmm. And here we saw Jordan just try to outmuscle him like he ran straight toward yeah. him when he had the ball, whereas Horacio made it look easy. And I think Jordan mentally and physically got outplayed here in a way that Jordan normally is able to defend against and mm-hmm. use to his advantage.
6: There were there were two things that seemed different from this version. It seemed like the, the ring was smaller. It seemed like I don't know if there's a specific rule about once you get in the ring, the defender can't be in there, but it it was weird to see all like the wrestling and the fighting happening so far away from the bucket. Usually it's a lot more closer. And I think the ball was smaller. Usually you can't like just like tuck in and hide the ball as easy. I feel like it used to be like a bigger, a bigger ball that is like kind of easier for the defender to poke away or whatever. So I don't know if that was intentionally to be different. And if that like factored into how Jordan, his game plan or whatever but those two felt noticeably different from this one compared to other ones
5: well I don't know if we're seeing like is this the first time we've done this since Rogan and Jordan and um, Jay
6: well there was one I think it was, it was uh, well I guess there was one in Challenge USA but that doesn't work if we're counting that because that was where I did the TikTok of uh, what's his name just like throwing the ball from like half court uh, But <laughs> in, in terms of the regular challenge I feel like that might have been the last one a few seasons ago
5: because you know jay almost died during that challenge and i feel like we see we see a lot less like protective gear in this one than we use we usually do Mm -hmm. and i don't know yeah if like they modified the rules to like avoid another jay rogan situation although it was still extremely physical i don't know i just felt like they didn't have like we we've seen them like outfitted even in the clip they show bananas when he did this with like mouth guard and like football pads
6: right Yeah, I mean, they're both smaller guys, obviously, compared to someone like Rogan. Uh, So I'm sure that played a little a little part, too.
5: Uh, But yeah, not clear on the rules. That's fine. We never are. Um, Jordan says something interesting about what he wants his legacy to be. That's like win or lose. Like every time I go in the sand, we're going to put on a show every single time. Like if that's what he wants his legacy to be, like, I think it is 100 percent his legacy.
6: And that's nothing what the show wants his legacy to be because obviously his real legacy is a lot more controversial than that. But well, like, for that's, certainly. <laughs> yeah, that's like his show legacy, I would say for sure.
5: Um, but it is very Jordan to not... Sorry, back on my hydrated girly era. Um, <laughs> I don't think... You know, it, obviously if Jordan won this elimination, we're not getting that confessional where he's like, win or lose my legacies that I put on the show because then he loses. But... Mm-hmm. I do believe him that it's like he is less concerned with winning nowadays as he is like the sport, the competition. We always see like the good sportsmanship out of him, like whether he's winning or in this case, when he loses to Rossio, he loses well. Right. Um, so for, yes, from a a competition perspective, I do think his legacy is win or lose. You're going to want to watch an elimination that Jordan's in.
6: Yeah. We even saw him, uh, take the heart wanting to help Anissa win. Um, you know, we, I, they didn't really show that side of him when they were paired as much, so it was good to kind of hear that of like wanting to do it for her to get her her first win. Um, so we even got a little bit of that with him theoretically out the door.
5: I don't want to admit that I cried in the wrap-up moment between him and Tori, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to the audience, Brian. I'm certainly not going to sit here and lie to you. I definitely brought a tear to my eye when, you know, Tori is like, you know, regardless of everything, when he says Tori, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. it's so loaded, right? I I think Jordan is sorry because A, like how it got this way and B, that he's like leaving her in the game in some like demented way. I think Jordan has that feeling. I don't think he's sorry for what he should be sorry for, probably. <laughs>
6: right. And I think Tori took it as what she wanted the sorry to be for, which is why she was so emotional. So it was kind of like the perfect time. I'm sorry, because he could mean it with for whatever he wanted to mean. And Tori could take it for whatever he, she wanted it to mean. And they could both feel like a weird sense of closure and acceptance between the two of them. I did get a little I know. So you were you were tearing up a little bit. I got a little bit of a chuckle of Tori <laughs> being like, regardless of all the cameras in the show. I'm going to say this while you're saying this in front of the cameras <laughs> on the show. I got a little chuckle out of that, but I can also see the emotional side of it.
5: Um. Well, I'm just, you know, a, sen- a sensey. I'm in my sensey girly era, also, mm-hmm. I guess. It was all the uh, hydration. Oh yeah. He's got to go out somewhere. <sighs> it, what do you think about this challenge? That, that I, I, I did like TJ highlighting this, that, Mm-hmm. Horacio is now tied for the all-time record five elimination wins in a single season should he intentionally go for six <laughs> <laughs>
6: that, that'd be a move um, I I just I just wish they would just like TJ obviously doesn't know this so it's a producer telling him this and they're getting it the same way challenge is. I just wish they were like like in, in sports on a broadcast so, like baseball reference reports that like this is you know his 550th home run most on a Tuesday whatever it is just Call challenge stats. If the analyst like, like say oh, challenge stats. You know Wait, he's going to report, but it's, it's going to be him. Alive, but but it, it is him. But we all know they have to know challenge stats would be challenge would be tweeting it. So a preemptive challenge stats shout out would be perfect here. Reference your reference your okay. reference sheet.
5: If you so, want them to hire challenge stats to be crunching yeah. the numbers during the season,
4: <laughs> so
6: to what? be
5: like at challenge stats you know, three months in the future when this airs. That's what I want. You're not even citing challenge stats. You're out here taking credit for bringing attention to Nelson's loss record.
6: (laughs) It's like 20% credit or (laughs) fifteen percent credit.
5: (laughs) Oh, I did love bananas. You know, TJ says we are danger close to the final, not dangerously, which is kind Mm -hmm. of funny. And bananas is like, TJ is the witch from Hansel and Gretel. I thought Hansel and Gretel went home weeks ago, but uh, breadcrumb. Right and the next time we see him, he's gonna be putting us in an oven. <laughs> <I> was <dying. laughs>
6: it was very funny. So the, the the back and forth that they had, even at the house, was very funny. Where Ben was like, "You're you're at our house," and he's like, "This is my house. This is my house. Here at my house."
5: As I said, you know, last week, two weeks ago, this is my house, mm-hmm. and no one comes in here and pushes us around. <laughs> TJ's giving my speech.
6: And uh, TJ was, uh, you know, sitting on the bumper of the pool table is messing up the billiards, messing up the bounces. Very the upsetting.
5: Aesthetics are not my strength, but I know this is an audio podcast, but there's a reason it's not a video podcast. So aesthetics are not my strength. But, like, the outfit they put TJ in, the sort of, like, mustard, like, yellow, that matched like, the dark wood of the walls and the yellow pool table. I was like, this look is fire. Like, date night mm-hmm. TJ, but, like, more like apres-ski TJ I
6: was into it yeah look good look he's coming off that high he just had uh, his actual date night so I'm sure he's feeling feeling good about himself not surprising that she, uh, his wife would show up for uh, the week before and not if deal with like this like extended week of multiple <laughs> eliminations she's like let me just go for the one I can't be here for multiple or maybe that's how um he, she, TJ had to be like look I'm gonna have back-to-back filming days and I probably don't have that I have back-to-back filming days let's do date night before it to make it up
5: somebody did tweet this and i don't know who it was that was like why not bring in tj's wife for this episode like it would a- make a little bit more sense if she came in and was like he's like i'm getting back together with my ride or die you got to get back together with your rider like mm-hmm. it, well you know it was one thing to just be like my wife supports women so she's <laughs> here
6: it would have been funny if they brought in tj's wife and then she sent home the three of them with our rider dies like TJ brought me in so he can stay for the ride or die season. You three don't, so you gotta go.
5: How would you feel if that's what happened? I mean, not with TJ's wife, but just mm-hmm. generally like if Anissa, Fessel, and Casey just all got purged right now for not protecting their rider dies.
6: It, it would have been horrific. But it wouldn't have been that surprising from the challenge to do something like that. I would and I would have felt just excruciatingly bad for, for Fessel. Because like his whole season he's been like something always goes wrong i'm trying my best to make sure nothing goes wrong and then, like he just gets said oh oh my god i'm sure that was going on in his head when he was standing there he's like this is a bullshit." every little expletive was probably coming off in his head um, so i'm thank god that at least they gave him a chance to get, get their way back in the game
5: of all the random shit we get from this challenge i like the challenge in general I like that the three people who were there without the ride or dies face a consequence for it because every, you know, when their ride or die went home, they always had a hand in it. Whether they didn't work hard enough to save their ride or die in like a vessel, Mm -hmm. um, they didn't leverage their relationships enough to save the other person. Like, I think that's, I mean, maybe in Anissa's case, it's a little bit more unfair because like, it was just a 50 50 draw. Like there was nothing she could have done to keep him out of the draw. Right. But like, I think that's cool that there's like a payoff to me. It makes sense with the theme. I agree. They shouldn't have just gotten purged at the end, but I do like that. I almost think two of them should go home and only one should get back in the game. But the fact that they're only losing one of them, like I do think it's pretty, you know, quote unquote fair, or if not fair appropriate.
6: Yeah. And look, they're getting two shots at it. So. Whoever gets uh, sent home next week definitely can't uh, make two months of a thinking about it because you basically lost two separate elimination rounds. But poor, poor Nelson and Arise, man, like, to be the only team that get sent home and like if <laughs> one of them, like they, I think they would have, they had a great chance to win this one. I think, I mean, Vessel and Mariah did pretty well, but I think they would have had a pretty good chance to win this heat. And who knows about the next one? But that's brutal to be the only team that gets sent home um, during this like team stretch.
5: You think they would have had a good chance to win this elimination?
6: Well, they probably would have. Finished. They probably would have finished second because and Mariah did so well, but like they would have held up pretty well, I think.
5: Nurice weighs like twenty five pounds.
6: She's, she's she's been a beast. I think she would have done pretty well. Yeah, but this, I think and Mariah would like, have won, but I mean they sh- won like a minute and five seconds, but they probably would have been right up there. <laughs>
5: I think I like to me going in and maybe I was just rooting for them. I God knows why. I've been so brainwashed by the season. But like Anissa and Jordan, I thought like had the edge here. I think they would have edged out in a recent, But you know, I'm underestimating everyone today. That's my theme of the night. Um, do you think this should have been done in one shot? Like, we don't know what the, I mean. Actually, we do know that the next elimination is going to be like the, you know, tie the ropes and untie the ropes uh challenge, another classic. But should this have been Uh, the first two teams to get to a minute and we move on or do you like that it's two different like skill sets being tested
6: yeah i'm good with this a a different one um i I think yeah i think you mix things up and do something do something different i don't need the same one especially if i think the longer it goes on it's almost like you might not even be able to do it at that point because you're like tired and the sand so it's like you might just be out there all day so i'd rather i'd rather see something else
5: I think more than the, and and to explain if people aren't watching the show or didn't see the previous, the next week on, I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically like you tie up the rope on a jungle gym in all of these knots and then you switch and you have to untie it. And the first team to untie it, uh, wins. I would like to see the challenge if you're fighting to get back in the house go to a survivor esque like who wants it more Mm. who can dig in the sand i mean we've seen them do it with bungie before but like who can hold a bucket who can dig in the sand you know when i say sorry dig in the sand i mean like something that's just
3: like
5: having to dig your heels in and hold a true who wants to be back in the house more i don't love that we're getting the next week's challenge but i'm not picking again no
6: i think i mean i think that's fair i think i am okay doing something different maybe not like this specific one especially another one that's kind of like an iconic ish uh challenge elimination um yeah I, i would be okay with them doing something that's a little more endurance who wants it more focused but yeah i'm not gonna be too upset about it
5: um who do you think is has a better future in describing emojis bananas nani or me
6: I mean you're the queen, so no one can come after you. You're the Mariah and Festival of the holding the, the barrel thing. So no one's <laughs> gonna come after you. But uh Nani, I think Nani could have a good future at it.
5: See, Nani is not meant for an audio only medium, though, when she's describing it. Cause like bananas is telling you what the image is, monocle, mm-hmm. then poop emoji. Nani is it's the whoa emoji and then the ah crying laughing emoji. <laughs> like she's just giving you sounds, which I love.
6: Yeah. So it's your own spin on it.
5: I see a calculator emoji. I'm like, it's the beep-boop-boop boop emoji.
6: <laughs> the t- technology emoji. Uh,
5: who are you rooting for to come back between Jordan and Nisa and um, Kenny and Casey?
6: I mean, definitely. I mean, as much as like, I don't need to see more of like the brutal Jordan and Tori stuff, I would m- much rather have Jordan and Nisa in it. than At least they're bringing something to it than Casey and Kenny.
5: Yeah, I mean, Casey and Kenny. I don't know how the next, you know, few weeks are going to go, but like if Jordan and Nisa come back, I think they're going to the final because I don't see anyone wanting to go in an elimination against them. Mm-hmm. Casey and Kenny come back, they're going to be very protected by Fessel and by Nani, and people I think will want them to be in the final because they think they're not going to think Kenny's going to do that well. Right. Uh, but it'll be sort of less interesting unless who are you rooting for overall?
6: That's a good question. Um, I find myself still rooting for... I, I was. Still, it's weird. I, I want to see Tori get her first win. I feel like it's weird that she's like such like the focal point of the show now, and she's still trying to get one. So I think Tori and Devin winning would be a lot of fun for both of them. Um, I think Nani getting her first win would be cool. Horacio I've grown to really like, but I, I'd rather he's not as high on my list. Um yeah, I think probably they're Nani or Tori and Devin.
5: So I think Tori and Devin are like the truest definition of like a ride or die pair. And I know Chauncey and Amber are dating, and I know that bananas and Nani have been friends for decades, but like mm-hmm. to me, Tori and Devin exemplify like a real ride or die. Yep. Um, so I think they sort of fit the theme of the season. Here's something controversial, and I'm not rooting for them, but has it been Fessel and Mariah's season?
6: It's it's certainly you can certainly make the case for it for sure. They've been very much the I would say the best performing team when they were the teams. Uh, they were the captains, obviously. So there was they were the much of the storyline for there. So I think you could definitely make that case, especially if then they carry out the last third of the season or whatever it might be. Um, then yeah, I think you can easily point to them being their season.
5: Um, where does oh I was going to say Jordan fall but nobody got eliminated so we don't have any want to come back vibes
6: yeah no goodbyes
5: so I can't put anybody into the I was going to just say where does Jordan fall you're want to return but he returned immediately before we were able yep. to rank him
6: <laughs> he, he jumps to the top of the list and then uh, jumped right off I got tricky game
5: yep let's do it
6: we got uh ten for the week from the great Kyle card. Uh there were five dual confessionals. Every boom, 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 every pair was getting them at the end of the week, at the end of the episode. Um, three uh prior oh this yeah, this I guess this is this is the rule. Three eliminated rider dies, because they were all brought back. <laughs> so that they technicality, they'll count. Um, and then two of the eliminated rider dies are mentioned, Kenny at the top and then uh, and Mariah as well. So those those are the ten
5: so do they come back again if like now whoever wins next week like did fessel and mariah count twice because they came back and then they came back back
6: like I is, there's a the way, is not is our uh, policy when in doubt drink so if you want that <laughs> to be that's sure
5: and also, don't argue with the So I violated the right. only two rules we have.
6: Right. And not also to argue with him, but there was a training <laughs> montage before TJ walked in and I wasn't included. But not to argue with him. I'm not going to do that. But if I was, I would have said that there was a training <laughs> montage.
5: Oh, thank God you're not arguing with him.
6: No, thank God I wouldn't do that. No. I wouldn't do
5: I'm tempted to add, like, I want to say like any time... Uh, well, do we already have any time they say ride or die?
6: Oh Jesus! Um, I hope not, for Kyle's sake.
5: I'm not proposing I add that. I'm just saying if we have that, no, then we we'd have a hundred drinks this week. Yeah, so no, I no, want to no. say anytime TJ says like a like a tagline, so that'll go to you know Kyle's discretion. But what's forcing this or what's prompting this is you know anytime TJ says you live and die by your ride or die, like you know what I was always say, uh, don't get too comfortable. What did I say last week? Mm-hmm. you never know when you're gonna show up like anytime there's some like rehearsed tagline that was
6: very funny because they were each saying like different things like <laughs> overlapping each other it was like what do I always say uh, I don't know team what do you always say
5: once <laughs> is again your real? willingness to just leave I, silence is unmatched
6: I love silence so it's very easy for me
5: it's an audio medium <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not maybe I'm doing like hand motions to you know that's how I'm doing it. God.
5: No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just hit my mic. We gotta go. What's your rule? Right.
6: Um, I don't have one. I, my rule is I'm not. My rule is I'm not going to add another one for Kyle because I feel like we're getting a lot. So it's almost you could have r- said that
5: before I made that one up on the spot.
6: No, that's a good one though. So I'm I'm glad you did.
5: All right, we got some five star views that I want to um, highlight.
6: Right, the Hive Gang.
5: We're back. Uh, so thank you guys for uh, continuing to. Ooh, yes, with your reviews. We appreciate them. Um,
6: great word there. Oh, yes. Well
5: done. Thank you. Um, some other people have says well done. At bara, Johnny Bodine, and uh Violet Owl 29, which Johnny, I think you just update your review, but we love it. So if you just want to update your review and say something else, we're we're reading that too. We appreciate it. Uh so thank you.
6: Gracias. That's it that's it oh, all right you can subscribe uh, rob has website.com slash challenge feed you can follow me on twitter and tiktok at <laughs> cohen brian underscore
5: you can follow like me yep. on twitter i'm oh, sorry at last tweets i must said rash tweets that would have been weird
6: mm, i'm not weird. rash tweets <laughs> yeah that'd be a weird uh, twitter to follow <laughs> uh and <laughs> gog this week
5: Yeah, actually dropped today. So if you're listening to this, there's a NGOG at anchor.fm slash new girl, old guy, also.
6: Perfect. We'll be back next week for episode 15, really living up to the 22 episode hype that this talked about in the preseason. So, episode 15 next week. It almost seems there's
5: a lot to cover between now and then. (laughs) Like, I must think that's not enough episodes.
6: No, it's still, there's still like what, eight teams, probably (laughs) something like that. I think there's like eight, maybe even more than that. I think it's 10 teams. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Episode 15 next week. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Happy one.
0: (laughs)